Welcome, 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 welcome. Holy shit. Has it been a while since I've done this? This is your boy, Richard Roy, and you are listening to Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. On today's episode, we'll talk about where I've been for the last couple of weeks slash months, and also we'll talk about the current affairs of good old USA, and finally, we'll go over six reasons why you suck, or maybe just dating, but why you suck at dating. This is Roy, and you are tuned into Back to Center Podcast. So I admit, I have a, I think I have an apology, or a, yeah, I think I have an apology. There's an apology in order from me, particularly that time I said, uh, next week we'll go over six or 12 reasons why you suck at dating. Yeah, wait, I never got to that. <laughs> and particularly the reason why um, is because I had to do a lot of learning about myself and primarily when I say learning I think it's just a matter of going through what I am what I am bad at my struggles and what I need to focus on so during that time while I was away it was a lot of uh, a lot of self-reflection and a lot of learning and things of that nature I mean I've come to the conclusion that I still want a podcast and you know I've come back and here I am. And not only that, I've also moved from the closet to a desk. <laughs> I finally managed to get myself a desk, a mic, and everything else that I needed in order to really get this thing going. So enough for the uh, enough of the chit-chat and uh, lazy talk and not really being about the action. I think 2020 has showed me and everyone else that no matter what's going on on the outside, we still have things that we have to get done. And even with that being said, we have to remember that we always have a great supporting family of friends and people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis that are around us to, you know, help us get along. I mean, it's, it's hard out here for a pimp. You dig? It's very, very frustrating sometimes to, uh, to constantly have to, I guess in a sense, fight for life in regards to what we have to accomplish. Meanwhile, we have all of this quote-unquote calamity going on, right? Like, for example, the current 2020 presidential elections of the United States, I mean, Iran is threatening to uh, in- interfere with our with our voting process. How? Please tell me how. H- how do, do they even have it? Internet? I don't even mean for that to be disrespectful, but I'm just speaking in a, in a sense of uh, power. I, I don't know the economics and I don't know exactly what's going on in Iran, but I think that's a little, uh, I think that's a farce. And I think that to have our media constantly perpetuate all this uh, calamity and all these things happening is honestly, it's very disheartening. I mean, I would think at times like this, we'd all come together, but obviously we all have our differences and that's not an issue, but I believe that as Americans, we should be able to have like a civil discord. Uh, but again, that's neither here nor there, because at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want. Uh, especially us as, you know, millennials, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. So there isn't really much in trying to convince us. We can only hope that the people that we emulate are at least good role models, if that makes any sense. Because I mean, look, you're probably going to hate me for this, but... Biden is not the guy. <laughs> Look, I know, I know. Go ahead, hate me. Biden, I'm telling you, Biden is just not that dude. First of all, he can't remember shit. Um, and I would really like for people to really consider his 1994 crime bill. Um, really look into that. Do yourself a favor and really take a gander and garner some information from that. Because, you know, it's it's an eyeful. It's a eye-opener. 
if you know as one as people like to say but um in any anyway we have other news coming up in this case if you consider the fact that nowadays we have uh quarantine dating and dating apps the social dating or the dating landscape in itself has changed forever right so we'll go ahead and chop that up right after the break this is roy and you're listening to back to center welcome back so hopefully you're sitting down for this because we got a chat now let's start with the overview and also let's start with my thesis so me personally I don't think you suck at dating. I think it's the events that unfold and how you and I react to them that make us, you, suck at dating. And I can attest to this because I personally have had my own failures, as we all do. And uh, I know, for example, there are plenty of people wondering and trying to get an idea as to why their dating life is not taking off the way it should be. So here I have six reasons why we all suck ass at dating. And to be quite honest with you, there isn't really much we could do about it because at the current state of affairs or with the current state of affairs, I don't really see this changing for a long time. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Number one, and my absolute favorite, you ghost like a motherfucker. God damn it, you ghost so easily. And I have this problem too. I think for me personally, it comes down to, I have to ask myself, do I honestly see myself with this person for a long period of time? And to be honest, I don't. And I think maybe I need to work on my communication skills because that in particularly is one of the reasons why I ghost is because inherently, I can't bring myself to tell the person that I just don't like you anymore. And that sounds cruel as fuck. And it is, I'm not gonna lie, it is. But it's honest. Isn't that what we want nowadays? Don't we want honesty? I mean, I would much rather someone tell me, you know, I just don't think this is gonna go for the long haul like I thought it would, as opposed to, uh, as opposed to be let on and be lied to, you know, and constantly have to think, hey, where is this going? Where do we stand? So that's the camp I'm in. And uh, I ghost, I'm, I ghost hard, I'm a ghost veteran. <laughs> I am a ghost veteran. That is a fact. Um, you could ask any of my last dates. They never heard from me again after date number two. And to be honest, everything was fine. There was nothing wrong with the dates. I just didn't really see it going that far. So, you know, I cut it off. And I know for a fact that this happens to other people as well. I mean. I talk to girls all the time, and not even in the the courting sense, but just, you know, casual conversation. And when we talk about relationships, we also get down to this kind of uh, little, what are your pet peeves, this, that, and the third. And what I've come to realize is sometimes people give off their pet peeve signals very easily and very, and very forefront, at the forefront. Uh, which gives you the the obvious visage it gives you an idea as to like okay do i want to continue or not and I, personally i think women are better at picking these things up than men uh, but again it always boils down to the same concept do i tell this person that you know what you smell sometimes or you know what there's a particular moment or an event that we shared 
that just exposed, at least to me, what my, what the true perception of your personality is. And it just doesn't jive with me. 2020 should be the year that we jive with people, resonate. I don't want to force myself to be with someone because I'm lonely and bored. Again, that's a personal issue. Not me, but that's a personal issue. But at the end of the day, we all kind of fall into that same pattern where we develop these habitual relationships simply because they're convenient, they're easy, and, you know, hey, regardless if, you know, at some point we are going to ghost them, we're here. You know, we're just enjoying the moment, so why not? I think that's where we all go wrong because we decide to take one of two options. We either go for the ride, even though we're not necessarily enjoying it, or we just cold turkey, just cut the person off. They never know what they did wrong, which is wrong, but I understand the premise from the other person because I am that other person. So, you know, my judgment's gonna be a little biased, I'm sorry, but that's just what it is. And I think maybe if we all can acknowledge our ghosting practices and realize just how bad they are, maybe we can, as individuals, step up to the plate of honesty and say, you know, Stacy, your teeth are very yellow and it is throwing me off when I look at your face and I like making eye contact, but I can't stop staring at your teeth and I don't see this situation getting any better. So I think this is goodbye. But it's honest. It's honest. And you know what, Stacy? If you're listening to this, you're probably not. But if you are, I just want to apologize from the bottom of my heart. Um, that's why you didn't hear from me after that last date. I just, I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it anymore. See, that's the type of shit that gets canceled nowadays. People get canceled for literally anything. It's crazy. And I think most of it is because sometimes we just don't know people's intentions, which brings me, nice segue there, which brings me into my second reason is you don't know your intentions. So check this out. I got banned from Hinge, right? I got banned from Hinge um, primarily because I decided to entertain unnecessary banter with uh, the member of the opposite sex. And this is how it went down, right? So. I get a message from a girl on Hinge, and you know, she sends me a message, hello, how are you? And I reply formally. And to make this segment of the story short, we decided that we would meet up then and there, you know? So it's like, I don't know, like eight o'clock at night on a Wednesday. And she's like, hey, why don't you come over? And I was like, okay, I'm down. Now, granted, we're not gonna go ahead and just be outwardly explicit from from the jump but let's be real i don't have to go into the details as to what would have transpired if that were to be if that was the case right so i was like okay i'm down you know i'll, I'll come over with some some wine kind of like a housewarming thing you know i asked her what kind of wine does she like to drink she told me she likes to drink pinot noir i like pinot noir too cool um, and then I asked her where she lived and she told me she lived in the Bronx and I was like, fuck no. I was like, fuck no. Um, I'll never go to the Bronx. I'm making enemies off the rip. Damn. But yeah, you will never catch me in the Bronx. It's not that I hate the Bronx. It's just I've heard so many horror stories about the Bronx and my brother, my brother used to live in the Bronx when he moved out and uh, we went to go visit him and 
listen, I don't know why the Bronx was on fire back in the day, but if there's any reason, if there's any shred of evidence that would allude to it, would be the space within those apartments because it's like a shoebox, and then you've got the gas right next to the electricity and all the circuitry, so it's it's a mess. It's a nightmare. Um, and not to mention the crime. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. It's like it's like fucking Call of Duty over there. It's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, when she mentioned that she lived in the Bronx, I, I respectfully declined. I was like, you know, why don't... See, now, what I did was I declined, but I didn't just leave it at that. I, I was cordial enough to, you know, to make an offer. I was like, hey, you know what? Why not, instead of me going to your apartment in you know, the equivalent of Chirac in New York, and you can come to my apartment. Now, I live in Staten Island. I live in the suburbs. It's very quiet. Um, (laughs) I know people have a lot of angst against the suburbs, but it is what it is. It's super quiet. Cops don't bother me when I go pick up my weed from the corner from my my dealer, so (laughs) it's a nice life. Um, But anyway, I, I told her that. I was like, why don't you come to Staten Island? And what she told me was, if you're too broke to come to the Bronx, just say that. And I was like, yo, nah, you, you definitely have me fucked up to like a, a certain degree. <laughs> you definitely got me fucked up. So I was like, um, it's not that I'm broke or I don't have money to go to the Bronx. It's just that it's like 10 o'clock at night and you want me to go to the Bronx and my health insurance policy doesn't kick in until next month. So I'm not I'm not trying to go down like that. I was like, why don't you just come here? But if that's too much of an issue, then we don't have to continue this conversation. And then it just spilled into like this whole crazy shit where she just went on this barrage of like harassing me about not wanting to meet up with her and like being a pussy and this, that, and the third. And it's crazy because I would never expect that from a woman, but that's that's what it is nowadays. She really she really came at my neck, dog. Like for real, she really came at me for some reason. And uh I was like, you know, maybe if you weren't so thirsty in tr- in trying to set this up, I would be more inclined to come see you. Um but to be quite honest, you're not even that attractive to me to take on that that risk. Um, so we can go ahead and end this conversation here. You have a good night. I felt like I had to get a jab in. Like she was coming at me for so many things that were just utterly ridiculous. I felt like I needed to say something that was as ridiculous as well. So I said that. And then like two days later, I go, I, I like go onto my hinge to go like message someone. Cause I, I had met someone else around that time and nope, straight off the rip mm-mm, account. And you are no longer a Hinge member. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. So I think at the end of the day, if we, uh, if we had our intention set, set right. Also, I, I just realized I kind of went on a tangent there because there was a moral to that story. <laughs> there was a moral to that story. So I definitely have to go back. So the moral of that story was when I had said I was going to go get wine and then come over, she had immediately pumped the brakes and was like, whoa, what makes you think you're going to come over here and like, you know, and just do the deed? 
And that's when I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what, what else are we talking for? And I think that's what really messes things up for people is because when we, even though both parties might know the intention, because it is not clearly said, it throws off both parties, which is a, you know, the downside to dating, but also it starts with not having proper communication. So we all need to just do ourselves a favor and just be honest. And again, this definitely falls back on me because it's something that I have to work on. And I believe we all have to work on it. But to be completely honest and be able to tell someone that you are not attractive enough for me to risk my life to go to the Bronx and see you at 11 o'clock at night is not rude. It's honest. Maybe it requires a little more sugarcoating. But I say that example to hopefully inspire other people to go ahead and just be honest. Because think about it. I got banned off Hinge. Like, okay, I can never use Hinge ever again unless I get my number changed, which I don't see happening. But on the flip side, that was a situation that I didn't get myself involved in. It was an experience that I didn't need to experience. And I was able to be upfront and honest, even with being called broke because I didn't want to go out to the Bronx. I mean, God, God damn, what the fuck? Um, but yes, being honest, no matter the case, will always win. That is for sure. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. This is Roy. You are listening to Back to Center. And enjoy one of my advertisements. We'll be back. It's Paul Mason is hitting Paul right Mason now. Is hitting right now. <laughs> Yo, can you keep that? Yo, can you keep that? Yeah, keep that, keep this whole shit, that, keep this whole shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flight. When I'm with you, girl, everything just feels so right. You move that shit and move it out of sight. I love that dress you got on, girl, it's moving left to right, left to right. When I'm with you, I just take flight. The way you feel it just feels so right. That dress you got on, girl, it's out of sight. That booty moving, it's be swaying, it go left to right, left to right, left to right. Hey, only if you got the cake, I throw the dough. You know I got it, I throw a hundred more. Baby girl, your shit just picking up the floor. Take it so slow. I'll meet you up after your shift We can get some chicken or some ribs Then we take it back to the crib You know I do this when I'm with you I just take life yeah. <laughs> This is Roy, you are back with Back to Center And that track was called Take Flight by yours truly, Drew Paris <laughs> Welcome back, guys. So last time we were talking about six reasons why you suck at dating. And uh, of course, you know, whenever we talk about things like this, it's always one of those things that we talk about rather lightheartedly. But I think for this one, I kind of want to be a little serious. And I think the biggest reason why we suck at dating, honestly, or one of the biggest reasons is our anxiety. 
I want to I want to do a double whammy. It'll be our anxiety and our fear of commitment. So, anxiety. This one plays on me super heavy, right? Um, for me, sometimes when I interact with people, you know, I'm very cordial, try to be as polite as possible, but. Sometimes I get like this this thing in the back of my head, in the back of my mind where I feel like I'm being judged. And maybe that stems from like childhood, just to be real, you know? Um, but I feel like every time I'm speaking to someone, it's almost like I feel like I have to perform to some degree to like almost meet this person's expectations. And I know for myself, whenever I've ran into someone where I don't feel that notion, I actually am less attracted to them, which is kind of weird. And that's very telling to just who we are as humans and individuals and just what our social structure is like in today's society. I mean, think about that. Unless we feel these negative traits with someone, then we're not attracted to them. A good example of this would be like, Abusive relationships, that's really, sometimes that's what it could be. I mean, for example, when a woman is with a man who is consistently, you know, physically abusing her and treating her bad, but yet she consistently stays in that relationship, you have to kind of wonder what exactly is keeping that person there. I mean, there are some circumstances where the person can't leave maybe due to financial reasons, but sometimes if that's not the case, really it's like that weird Stockholm Syndrome. And I think we all carry this little piece of Stockholm Syndrome into our dating because our experience is now related to our very last experience. If we were in a relationship and it ended sour, we're kind of looking for the next relationship to begin like the last one did, but not end the same way. But because we choose these people who have the same qualities, we tend to fall into the same kind of journey over and over again. And I believe that it's those things that keep us from really finding relationships that work because we start off going through the same motions again, being cognizant of the signs this time around, and then we eject. And then we look for the similar startup, and then same story happens over and over again. It's like we're dating the same person, but in a different body. It's like fucking Sims, man. So I think our Stockholm Syndrome and repeat of negative experiences play into our dating. And when it comes to anxiety and things of that nature, when we meet those people who no longer give us those kind of feelings, we start to get anxious because we're so unfamiliar with how that feels and what that kind of reality is like. We start to wonder, maybe this is all a game. Maybe this is just just the facade for now and then the real person is gonna come out like yo when i was with my ex real real shit when i was with my ex the first six to seven months things were fucking peachy and then it was like month eight out of nowhere like things just started to show and started to pop up now granted we she's a great person i'm a great person we just weren't great together you know what i mean so there's no harm no foul there but maybe on this on the flip side for her perception for me maybe it was the same but at some point in time during those relationships things just tend to sour and just whittle off and just turn so when we meet those people who don't consistently give those signs of our previous experience we freak out and you know we bail which like leads to ghosting 
I've met some really good chicks in the past. And, you know, I think my fear of not wanting to go back into those kind of scenarios was the thing that really limited me from experiencing like a true relationship. Oh my God. Wow. It's crazy. Once you start saying these things out loud, you start putting the pieces together, right? And that's what this is all about. So <laughs> that's why we're here. This is why it's back to center. It's all of us getting back to our own center, to our us, right? All right. Somber moments over. My emotions are spilling right now. I need to tuck my, tuck my emotions back in. Anyway, number five, you think your shit don't stink. Now, this one is true for both sexes, uh, both male and female, and I'm going to talk about both for sure. Um, no one's getting, no one's getting uh, lambasted here, so don't worry. However, I'm going to try and be as blunt as possible. So ladies, I'm going to be completely honest. Sometimes you have these wild standards that you yourself do not live up to. And you know what? The same is true for men, but for women, it is very telling because, I mean, You've heard it from the female uh, relationship doctor who who puts people together. She Even she was saying it. She mentioned how it's like nearly impossible to get women with men because you guys, your standards are just out of control. I mean, you guys want somebody who's six foot, he's got six figures, you know, he's probably got like a six series or whatever, whatever crazy fantastical ideal you have. And... I got to be honest with you, there is no problem in you having that kind of that kind of standard. I mean, f- for example, I work out every day, an hour and a half, two hours every day to care of my body. I eat right. So for me, that's one of my dating standards. But here's the thing. I also uphold that same standard for myself. You can't run through life holding people up to a standard that you yourself cannot uphold. That doesn't make any sense. You can't put a gun to someone's head and demand something that you yourself can't. I mean, well, you can. That's robbery. But in this case, you can't, you can't do that in terms of standards and values. I think when we talk about terms of bringing things to the table, quote unquote, who the fuck made that term up anyway? Fuck this proverbial table. I don't give a fuck about the table. I just don't want to deal with unnecessary bullshit that I don't have in my own life. For example, if I work out, I would expect you to work out as well. I'm not going to go out of my way to force you to do it. However, that's part of my standards. So you can get with it or get gone. You know, that's just how I'm, that's just how I play. And there are other things in my life that I have a standard for, but at the same time, I carry those standards as well. So we need to be real with ourselves and have a proper appraisal. Like, you know, when the, the, when like, if you have a home, if you're a homeowner or let's say, God forbid, you're still living with your parents and they decide that they want to go ahead and sell their home, usually an appraiser will come by and tell them the value of their house, right? That's like a little real estate one-on-one for you, just a little smidge. So when they get the appraisal, they go through the house, they make sure that everything looks good and they let them know what's fucked up and what they have to work on to get the most, to get the most of what they want. And that dating is no different. Like you cannot expect for to have someone who makes a certain amount of income when you yourself are still working a minimum wage job. That is unheard of. So to end the women portion, my one tidbit here would be try to be real with yourself and have a proper rationale 
and understand what exactly you bring to this quote-unquote table and what exactly someone can bring in conjunction to what you have. We should be two boats meeting together and then traversing the proverbial waters as one. Not you jumping onto my boat in hopes that we can go ahead and make it to better pastures, which I understand that was the old way of doing things, and it still has some truth to it. I do believe in the man providing for his family. There's a whole nother conversation about that that we're definitely not going to get into with this one. But yeah, that's my standpoint on it. So now let's talk about the guys. Gentlemen, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, I love being a man. Honestly, I love being a man. And you know, this isn't PC, but I'm going to say it. I love being a cisgender male. Is that is that the male definition straight male definition for a straight? And I'm going to be a little even more PC, non-PC. I like I love being a black cisgender male. However, us men, all of us, no matter what color you are, because truthfully, that ultimately doesn't matter. But we all fall prey to doing one thing. And this is kind of hypocritical. But again, honesty is the best policy, right? We tend to objectify women and have these obscene, obscene physical standards for just whatever our fantasies can conjure up, right? For women. And I understand what we're, what we're trying to do. We want the woman of our dreams. Sometimes us guys, we have this tendency to see really attractive women and then automatically imagine our future with them, which is ridiculous and stupid in my opinion. But as men, we all fall prey to it, so it just happens, right? However, sometimes we try to live out those fantasies in unhealthy ways. And also that sometimes results in objectifying people and hurting feelings. So I think us men, we need to have a proper appraisal about ourselves, right? Just like the women. And that, that's just an individual human thing, right? No one should desire to be minimal, in, in my opinion, my personal opinion. I think we all deserve to be the absolute best that we can be, but it's up to us to look within and then make that manifest, right? So for us guys, if we want the hottest woman the, you know, the, the girl of our dreams who like watches football, but knows how to cook and is like, can be a great mother. And is also the girl next door and this and that, and this and that. And third, if you want that, my man, you need to be top fucking dog. You need to be top fucking dog. You know why? Because in real life, that kind of woman is not going to want the 30 year old dude who's sleeping in his mom's basement still eating like fucking Twinkies and playing Warzone with his boys. She does not want that guy. Fam, that's not you. She don't want you. If you are sitting in your basement or living in your parents' house and you're not like, you're not taking life by the horns and trying to like conquer this shit in one way or another, however you design that to be, she don't want you. So you need to see that you take it up upon yourself and become the best version of you. And there is no right or wrong answer for that. But God damn it, whatever it is, you need to stand on it 10 motherfucking toes down and be the guy you are supposed to be. Hands down, no questions asked. 
You say something, you say you're gonna do it, you do it. You stand on your word, you be a man of principle. These are the things, these are the kind of qualities, in my opinion, that women, that women want, that the top women want, not the leeches of society that just want you for your money. And I'm gonna be honest here, there are those kind of women. And we're not appealing to those kind of women. We're not trying to attract those women. And for the women that are listening to this podcast, you're not trying to attract the bums of society either. Sounds cruel, but it's just honest, man. You don't want that. You, look, we, everyone wants a winner. That's just what it is at the end of the day. Everyone wants a winner. And it is up to us, only up to us, and solely up to us to be those winners of society. You know why? Because not only is that inspiring for other people who now can see it and go, you know, I also want to become my best self too. But for the people that we attract, just think about them for one second. Imagine you getting to wake up to the person you truly, truly want to be with. And that person truly wants to be with you. Fam, can you imagine what the sex would be like? What? It would be fire. Fire. I wish I, I wish I was Funk Flex right now. I'd drop a flex bomb on that. Do you know how fire that relationship would be? That kind of passion, that kind of energy you would have in that relationship? You gotta quit, gotta quit fucking around. You know, you attract what you put out, and if you're putting out radiating garbage, that's all you're gonna get. And then you're just gonna keep running through this cycle over and over and over and over again. So yeah, that's that's number five. You act like your shit don't stink and you want the most, but you're not willing to do what it takes to be the most to attract the most. You only get what you put out. And if you're putting out fucking dust, that's all you're gonna get. Fucking dust. <laughs> so take your proper appraisal. Make sure you fully understand just, you know, what you bring to the table and who you are and you know, take it step by step, day by day to do one thing that will improve you. And I promise you, you will start to see people around you start to change. You'll start attracting those people that you really, really want, right? Now, number six, number six is a good one. I think it's a good way to uh, to end this as well. Uh, number six would be, shout out to my introverts. You stay inside all fucking day. And I totally understand why you might stay inside all day because sometimes you might be going through something and sometimes you may not be in that phase of life where going out is as uh, appealing to you. You know, a little story here. When my brother passed away, uh, when I was 17, when, when he passed away, I totally shut down. I completely closed off the outside world and did absolutely nothing all day, every day, 365, 24 seven until I was about 19. And throughout that time, you know, I did have my friends, but even my friends noticed my change. And I mean, can you blame me? My brother died, but I did not, I did not take the method of healing that we take for granted. And that's being around people we love. And when we isolate ourselves, that truly does become the devil's playground and you start doubting yourself you start lambasting yourself you start criticizing yourself you start treating yourself wrong because you conjure up all these ideas in your head that you might feel like you're worthless you have no value this that and the third and in some brutal truth that might actually be true to some degree but here's where you're dead wrong 
You're dead wrong in thinking that things can't change for you. You're dead wrong in thinking that no matter what you do, things will never be different because they always are the same. Here's where you're truly wrong. You keep looking at these patterns and giving them the same solution. Einstein said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And he's right. You can't expect a different result if you're constantly staying inside all the time. If you want to be around people you enjoy and you want to have a good time, you want to change your life and you're tired of being bored or this, that and the third, then you need to go outside. Go outside. <laughs> it really does become that simple when you think about it, but the execution obviously is always the challenge. And that part is where you rely on your friends. Now, if you don't have friends, because sometimes I've fallen in this boat, there have been times where I've been like overly reactive, overreactive to things, and I've totally excommunicated myself from my friends and spent like two months in isolation when I totally didn't need to. And I've learned from those things. And what I've realized is when you are able to communicate your feelings around people and, you know, a manner that suits that friend group, it always comes back to you. And honestly, if you're not having, if you don't have friends that reciprocate how you feel and you cannot transpire your emotions through them by being around them, then you need a new group of friends. That's really what it comes down to. And once you start changing those people around you or once you start being around those people, you start going out. I mean, I know it's COVID, but honestly, fuck it, man. Fuck it. Like, I got a mask. I got sanitizer. Real shit. If I catch it, I catch it. Like, what else can I do? I'm not going to stop living my life. So you start going out. And then next thing you know, like you're at the bar, you get a you get a meal because now you got to get a meal with your drink, even though you weren't hungry. But fuck it. You got the fries anyway, because just in case, you know, when you're drunk, you like fries. So you go get the, the fries, you get the drink and then, oh, you, you run into somebody. Maybe you run into that if you maybe you run into that guy you've been you've been eyeing for a minute or like someone you've seen on Instagram or maybe you run into that girl you've been seeing for for a minute now and like maybe you bumped into her at the bar before but she finally got her mask off <laughs> fuck it mask off and like now you're feeling it once you start putting yourself in that environment where you're social and you're around people and you get that feeling of life that spice of life joie de vie you need joie de vie. You can't be out here all sad all day. That shit gets you nowhere, fam. Real life. I lost both my brothers. I've been through depression. I almost jumped in front of the train to fucking Coney Island on Halloween and I was Black Ken. Imagine Black Ken jumping in front of the fucking train to Coney Island. What the fuck? But I almost did all those things because in those moments of isolation, I listened to those mean voices in my head that put myself down as opposed to being around people who could uplift me and put me up. And once we're in those high energy environments, all those things that we want, it might be a little woo woo, right? But all those things that we want start to manifest once our vibration is higher. You got to raise your vibration, man. Like when I was in Jamaica and just seeing the water and just seeing the ocean and just that kind of energy, like I felt it, it just, it just came to me. Like you gotta, like I took that energy and came back to the States and like, you need to be able to conjure that kind of energy or whatever energy that puts you at your highest self and radiate that shit. And the people that can radiate that shit and receive it, they're gonna make their way to you. Don't worry about it. 
You just keep being your best self, doing what you do day in, day out, and they will come. Before my brother passed away, he used to help me with like working out and stuff, and he really put me on. And one day I was talking to him about girls. My brother Jerry, he was, yo, Jerry, rest in peace. I fucking love you to death, but I'm gonna be honest, you were such a simp. <laughs> anyway, that's another conversation. Rest in peace, Jerry. Honestly, if I ever said that while he was alive, he'd probably kick my ass, so I'm gonna give it to him. But um, my brother DJ, he was like, when you just work on yourself and you focus, people gravitate to you. And the people that you really want in your life will make their way to you. Every, I believe, I firmly believe everything happens for a reason. And if you follow the bridge of, bridge of incidents, like Neville Goddard says, you'll see that all these things led up to this one purpose. Don't see these obstacles as obstacles. Take it on as a challenge. It's like, it's like getting an energy orb on like the, a weird ass analogy. It's like getting an energy orb and every challenge you conquer, it's just like, you know, you just like get another one, another one, another one. And like all of a sudden you just, you just feel alive and you're in this zone where like people that radiate that 24 seven, or maybe not 24 seven, cause we're all human, you know? But people that radiate that, they'll see it. And I'm like, I want to talk to her. I want to talk to him. I want their story. And then once you tell that story, you guys find these connection points. Then you have deeper conversation. Yeah, next thing you know, you're in a fucking relationship. You guys are in Hawaii, you get married. And you know, and it's off. And boom, you have found the person all through just by being your highest self. So that was number six. Stop saying it, staying inside. I know life can be sad sometimes, but you gotta dust yourself off and try again, try again. <laughs> so that was back to center. Six reasons why you suck at dating. I hope now we all know what we can do to kind of change these things and really start living our best lives. Like we deserve good relationships. We're humans. Humans are social people and social interactions should be popping 24 seven. You dig? Next week is the start of November, which is no fap November. So you know what the next episode is going to be about? Probably like three or four reasons why porn is rotting your brain. And honestly, guys, it's fucking up your erections. So make sure you follow me on Instagram at B-A-C-K-T-O-C-E-N-T-E-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's Back to Center Podcast on Instagram. This is Roy, and you've been listening to B2C. Until next time, au revoir.